Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Everything Emom podcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Joe Tillery, and I hope you're having a better day than I am today. This is actually my second time trying to record this podcast. The first time I recorded the full podcast, all 20 minutes in its entirety. And in the final exporting stages of the podcast, after editing and everything, my computer decided to crash and thus corrupted the file in the process. So now we got a blank slate, baby. We are back in for take two. But I tell you what, I am grateful because it gives me another opportunity to convey my emotions and my thoughts a little bit better. And I'm excited to share that with you. Quick reminder before we get into today's topics to subscribe to the show. Please consider leaving that five-star rating in review on the pod. It takes about 20 seconds out of your time and it helps us out immensely. Send a screenshot of that review over to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. Send it his way and he will sling you back an HCS koozie to keep your beers cold. But guys, we've got a lot of ridiculous things to discuss in today's episode, starting off with how to fix the Big 12 officiating problem. Guys, officiating is a tale as old as time. You make the right call, people hate you. You make the wrong call, people hate you. You call a call, you miss a call, whatever you're going to do, people are going to hate you. That's the merit of the business. Last night in Ames, Iowa, we saw one of the worst performances from the Foot Locker employee wannabes of all time. I'm not usually a ref criticizer. I'm not, an, I'm not a ref apologist either. I'm usually just a guy that wants to see the players win games. How about last night's game? It was a hellstorm. It was a horrible performance. The three-man crew of Jerry Pollard, Kelly Self, and Owen Short put up career numbers in blowing the whistle last night. That's a Hall of Fame resume for the whistle blowing last night. To paint that picture a little bit better, give you some pastels and some Bob Ross happy little trees in there, how about 47 total fouls? Folks, the game of basketball is 40 minutes long in college basketball. 47 total fouls. For K-State specifically, that number breaks down to 27 fouls called against the Cats, 20 called against Iowa State. That is so many fouls. In this game, there were 11 fouls through 28 minutes of basketball on K-State. Okay, yeah, sure, that's not too bad. 11 fouls in 28 minutes, that's getting to the 12-minute mark in college basketball with 11 fouls. Okay, it is what it is. 16 fouls were called on the Wildcats in the final 11 minutes and 36 seconds of regulation. That is ludicrous. Guys, that's a foul every 47 and a half seconds. There were nine fouls called in 10 possessions last night. 10 straight defensive stances, nine straight foul calls against the Wildcats. How do you play defense at that point? How do you play offense at that point? You ask any Iowa State fan, they'll tell you the same thing. We don't want the games decided by officiating. Let it be on the players. Let it be on the coaches. We want to see a game-winning three-point shot. We don't want to see free throws. These referees didn't deserve to work at Foot Locker. Cue the Travis Kelsey quote. You fight all year. You fight all game. Um, for, it, for it to end like that, with the, the ref literally taking it out of our hands, um, that hurts. You, know, you try and play this game with integrity and, you know, to the end of the whistle. And when um, refs want to take over the game and make it their own platform, there's nothing you can do about it. This sucks. The momentum's getting on our side and then just get our jugulars ripped out because ref felt bad for James Harrison falling on the, the ground. Um, it's ignorance. The ref number 51 shouldn't even be able to wear a zebra jersey ever again. He shouldn't even be able to work a f- foot locker. 
There were so many blunders by this team last night. And I, being the forward-thinking guy I am sometimes, decided I know how to fix this. I know how to fix the officiating crew, and no, it does not involve sending them on a vacation anywhere else in the world. The Big 12 Conference is known for two things. It's the best basketball conference in America, and it has the worst officiating in America. I don't know why. I don't know why it's always this way, but it's the way it's gone. The way to fix this is to start imposing not just backlash, because refs hear it all the time, man. They see fans being like, these guys suck. They are awful. They shouldn't do this. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do whatever. We need to start bringing back some embarrassment, folks. We need to bring back some embarrassment. Let me explain. The overseeing bodies for the officiating crew, the league of officials, the league office for the Big 12, they'll step in at the end of the season. Hey, this crew really decided games. They called a lot of fouls. Let's not have that next year. They'll address it later at the end of the year. What we need to implement is this. Set all three officials after every game up like a press conference. Set it up like it's Jerome Tang or TJ Otzelberger or the three-star players for Iowa State or the three-star players for Kansas State. Set them up there on the podium and let members of the media, as well as the referees, see the plays in real time. And then have people ask questions. Hey, at the 1236 mark, this is the play. And you go, you look at the timestamp, it shows the replay of the play. Okay, here you missed a blatant flagrant on Dorian Finister, where Taman Lipsy made a non-basketball play, elbowed him in the face. Jerry Pollard's looking off in the sunset saying, wow, that's a pretty big arena. There's some honeys here, there's some good-looking people in the front row. He wasn't even looking at the game. Wasn't even watching. So by the time he looks back and Dorian Finister's laying down with a bloody mouth at half court, it's too late to call anything. They didn't even go to the monitor. So you say this, Jerry, what happened here? And then he'll say, you know, I just missed the play. That one's on me. I apologize. I understand. If you apologize, I understand. I'm not saying it forgives it, but I at least appreciate that you're owning up to your mistakes. Right now, the way these referees have it, there is no backlash that they hear outside of social media. They don't have anyone holding them accountable. They get paid for the game, they go home, they do the next game. Please sit referees up at a press conference and ask them specifics. Hey, at this point in the game, eight minutes left in the second half, Taman Lipsy initiates contact as the offensive player. Why is this not an offensive foul? And then Jerry Pollard could say, you know what? Yes, he initiated the contact, but Finister did lean into it. Something happened here defensively. This is the reason for the call. If you sit up there and explain yourself, all is forgiven. I understand if I disagree with you because I know, hey, I wasn't in the moment. This is a tough job to do. But sit somebody up there to answer for the ridiculous misses, man. I know you can't be 100%, but when you have someone holding you accountable, that number is going to continue to climb. Because if you're up there for four or five press conferences in a row, yeah, I was just... I missed that one. I was looking off in the crowd. I got distracted by a fan. If you say that four or five press conferences in a row, that's going to be so internally embarrassing that it's going to focus you up on the game. So you don't have to sit there and say that same thing next week. The official crew will do so much better if they have any type of standard that they're held to. Hey, we didn't feel this one meets the criteria. We did feel this one meets the criteria. Show the replay in real time for little iPads or any type of those Surface Pros that everybody seems to have. Show a replay. Give these guys the opportunity to see their mistakes and talk through it. As long as they understand the mistakes, they will learn from it in real time. They'll hear how fans feel about it, and they'll get their opportunity to explain certain calls. I'm not saying it's just a situation where we're punking these refs, but it also gives them that opportunity for them to say, okay, 
here's where we're at. I disagree because of this call. When fans get that same aspect, that's going to be great. Because the way it's set up now, Jerome Tang can't speak on the refs or he'll get fined. TJ Otzenberger can't speak or he'll get fined. Yet nobody holds these officials accountable. What are we doing? It is 2024. Please set somebody up in front of a microphone. That's what I'm asking. Doesn't matter what league, doesn't matter what sport, do that. The NFL sometimes does that. They sometimes have a a rules official explain it. But unless you hear from the referee in that moment, I don't want to hear it. That's what I need to see. I need to see some accountability from each person making the call. Now, talking specifics here, K-State did lose. It is what it is. But Iowa State shot 39 free throws to Kansas State's 23. Iowa State shot more free throws in the second half alone than K-State did the entire game. That's a massive advantage for the home team. I get that. Sure. Home team, it is what it is. That's how it goes. How are we missing a flagrant one with an elbow hitting a kid in the face at center court and him laying there with a bloody mouth? He had to come out. The referee's like, hey, you got to step aside and get yourself cleaned up. Buddy, if you stopped and looked at the monitor, that's two shots in the basketball back for Kansas State. If you're doing your job, we at least have some justice here. Instead, you let him play on. I'll use this analogy. All we want is consistency. You know, we're not going to Chili's expecting them to bring out like a five-star Wagyu steak with chives and onions and butters and anything delicious you can imagine. We're not expecting that. We want a triple dipper or we want a three for ten. We know what we're getting from them. This game was a mixture of Chili's and Gordon Ramsay all at the same time. Half the calls were, okay, we got to be ready for the players. It's going to be a feisty game. It's a rivalry game. Everybody be ready. We'll call the fouls as we see them, and we're going to be attentive with it. Then the next five minutes, there's not a single foul called. That's the overcorrection. Then you overcorrect back the other way. We need some consistency in this league. I'm not just saying this from the point of view of a Kansas State fan that's frustrated with the outcome. I don't want to make it sound that way, but we have got to find a solution for this. I mean, I can go through the list and point out multiple games for every team where it was decided by the official crew. Kansas TCU is decided by a bogus flagrant one down the stretch. KU's down two at that point. Ernest Uday grabs the rebound with 40 seconds. Accidentally on his rebound, elbow hits Hunter Dickinson in the face. It was a basketball play. Common foul play on. Instead, official crew goes to the monitor, looks at it, says, you know what? That's not a basketball play. Two shots for Kansas. They hit both, and they get the basketball back. They make the bucket. They're up by two. That's a four-point official swing with 40 seconds to go. These guys affect the game more than the players do. I mean, 47 foul calls. Kansas State's best player was in foul trouble. He had two fouls at the 36-second mark. 36 seconds into the game, Kansas State has two fouls already, and they're both on Cam Carter. It's starting to get to the point where this is becoming unwatchable for fans. Things need to change. People need to be held accountable. It can't just be this situation where we keep expecting it to change and say, you know what, the refs had an off night. Buddy, we're having more off nights than on nights at the moment. That's what's got to change. You can't just continue to live like this. You got to stack some good days once in a while for us to get back into the winning circle. You know, if you go to the casino and you're betting on black every time, the probability is still 50-50, but if you've had nine losses, it's time to get up and walk away from the table. Don't keep pressing your luck. The bad days stacking up on top of each other are much worse right now than leaving with your 50 bucks. Now, there's a bunch of other stuff that happened in this basketball game. There were some racist comment remarks directed towards Jerome Tang and the players. Multiple sources discussed it and talked about it. 
And then both coaches in postgame got some heated exchanges in the, in the handshake line of them talking about it. But what's frustrating to me is that by them both pleading the fifth, saying, you know what, I'm going to keep it between me and TJ. Or I'm going to keep it between me and Jerome Tang. Doesn't that feel like we're just kind of water under the bridge in that situation? Like if some fans are in the front row saying racist remarks, wouldn't you want those fans to be held accountable? Wouldn't you want those guys to get a lifetime ban if you're tossing around certain words you can't say? And I know there's a big chunk of Iowa State fans being like, no, that didn't happen. It could never happen in our perfect little bubble. Guys, that happens everywhere. That happens everywhere in the country. Someone steps over the line in a competitive game. That happens. But more times than not, they're held accountable. By staying silent and not mentioning anything, everybody gets off scot-free. That same guy goes to the game, does the same thing next week. I mean, this is the same home environment this happened to Kansas at. Bill Self specifically remembers three seasons ago talking about it. Hey, there's some racist remarks behind our bench directed at our players. We didn't like that. It's just crazy to see how college athletics continues to go. So whether that be an issue of officials, whether that be fans stepping over the line, whether that be coaching players, whatever, last night had it all, man. I mean, it was a soap opera out there. This game started at 8 p.m. and it didn't end until 10.30. It took us two and a half hours to get through 40 minutes of on-the-court basketball. Now, here's the deciding thing for me, and I know that there's a lot of calls that you could specifically point at and say, well, here's an issue, or here's a problem, here's what they should have gotten right. Basically, with K-State down four, Kansas State cuts the lead to four with two minutes to play, and then Iowa State comes the other way. And Iowa State forward goes down, trips himself, and the foul is called on Kansas State. David Gasson gets called for his fifth foul because an Iowa State guy stepped on his shoe. He wasn't shooting. He was dribbling and tripped himself up. Falls to the ground, Kansas State gets the foul. Fouls out one of Kansas State's best players, and in that moment, Jerome Tang reacts because he's frustrated, and they give him a technical foul. That seals the game. It's over. All I'm saying is that we shouldn't have officiating crews decide the outcome of these games. It needs to be left up to players. I'm not advocating for letting these dudes fistfight each other out there, but I can specifically recall a situation at Big 12 Basketball Media Days where the head officiating guy came out and was like, you know what, guys? We're going to put a bigger emphasis on charges because not every play can be a charge. Offensive fouls are happening far too often because players are sliding their feet and getting away with it. We're going to focus on that. So then in the interview, a week after that, Jerome Tang was asked, hey, what do you think about this new charge rule? And he goes, well, are officials going to call it that way? Because until they are, I'm not going to coach our guys any different. Human nature is one of the hardest things to change. I get referees get overwhelmed by home crowds. They get excited. They get in the moment. Players can slide in and out all they want. Slide their feet all they want. They will get the offensive charge if they're a home team. That happened twice to Cam Carter. One was deserving, so I don't want to just make it about that. But when your best player has foul trouble at the 26 mark, the 26 second mark, not the 26 minute mark, there's some issues that we need to talk about from everybody, from coaches, from staffs, from players. But I think it all sums up with this. When you prepare for a team, you focus on a team, you give your effort, you focus on the game plan and shutting down key scores and doing this in defense and doing this on offense, when you pour all that effort and all that work into something, for the game to be decided by a couple dudes wearing footlocker uniforms, that's a problem. That's an issue. And I'm tired of seeing it, man. I mean, I feel like the Toronto Raptors coach, Darko, uh, I forget his last name off the top of my head, he had an awesome rant about the disparity in free throws between the Lakers and the Raptors. This is how I will close it off. With Darko's comments here. Let me cue this up for you. This is my thoughts on last night's Iowa State-Kansas State game. That's, that's, that's 
outrageous. What happened tonight, this is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in, in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. I, all, I understand uh, respect for all-stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How is that possible? How are you going to explain that, that to me? They had to win tonight? If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. And what, what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding it back. It's a complete crap. I mean, how can I say it any better than that? I can't. So I will leave it at that. And I will talk to you next week on the Everything Ema podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to have a lot to talk about over the next couple of weeks, and I'm excited to have you along for the journey. Once again, thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Go Cats.